Hey everyone, welcome to the Contiki Podcast, the place to drop in and get double feature film recommendations from some of your favorite artists, musicians, and filmmakers. I'm your host, Eric Mahoney, coming at you from Brooklyn, New York, during the summer of civil unrest and global pandemic. On the show today, musician Brendan Benson. He has a great new record out called Dear Life on Third Man Records. Brendan also plays guitar and sings in the band The Rock on Tours, along with bandmates Jack Lawrence and Patrick Keller of the Greenhorns, and also Jack White. Brendan sets a precedent on the show today as he decides to call an audible and switch his double feature selection halfway through. So I hope you enjoy the journey as to how we arrive at that decision. Uh, That's coming up in just a minute. Last item worth mentioning before we kick things off, uh, the raconteurs appear in a very cool, uh, roughly hour-long documentary put out by Spotify and Electric Lady Studios for the 50th anniversary of that legendary and iconic New York recording studio founded by Jimi Hendrix. You can watch it for free uh, right now on YouTube, and it's hosted by a director and previous Contiki guest, Jim Jarmusch, and features the band performing a a very intimate concert at Electric Lady, as well as uh, those guys recording a cover version of the song Blank Generation by Richard Hell, which is one of my favorite tracks of all time. Um, Some very interesting information about the origins of that song as well, so... uh, so that alone is uh, is worth the watch, but I highly recommend it. Uh, check it out. And uh, yeah, that song is an absolute killer. So uh, some really cool history, good conversation, and um, a nice concert at the end of that. Okay, so let's get into it and delve into the winding road that is my conversation with Brendan Benson. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks for being on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. No worries. I just had uh I just had Jarmish on and then I just saw the um the the Spotify thing with uh with you guys performing an electric lady. That was really, really cool. Thanks. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. And great great to uh to be able to do it with Jim too. He's he's such a rad guy, man. Yeah, he he is a really really great guy. And um yeah, that space is incredible. I, I was working on a project there last fall for a couple of days and I hadn't been in before but man it just it just kind of blew my mind to to kind of walk the halls and talk with Lee about everything and and just kind of you know just get the whole kind of sense of that the history of that place is just really really stunning it really is it's kind of got a vibe a real vibe to it like you know just seedy New York vibe <laughs> or I guess whatever you want to read into it you know? yeah it's true it's true yeah just just the just thinking about all the albums that have been kind of created there and the people that have done that work was was really was really uh incredible to me to just kind of think about that and, and take that in so it, yeah it was cool to watch that special as well and i love i i absolutely love the cover that you guys did too it's like one of my all-time favorite songs so it was fun to watch that i didn't i didn't know they were doing those yeah so let's talk movies man you, you said you were trying to wrap your head around uh uh talking about the the, the double feature pick well yeah I, I just meant like um I feel like <laughs> it's, uh, you know, my days are strange. Well, like everyone else's, I guess, you know, just, but I'm, I was just before this call grappling with some, you know, my, my equipment for streaming live, trying to figure out how to, I guess my point here is just that I'm wearing many hats. So, um, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm the artist Understood. 
I'm, <laughs> I'm the artist and then I'm the dad, you know, there's like, I just replaced some, helped my son with his skateboard this morning. And then I just, uh, I'm just sort of thinking about how it's crazy. Now I got to, now I'm, now I'm supposed to talk about movies. Ready? Go. You know what I mean? Like, so, but we'll see. I feel the exact same way. I, I'm running a uh, a one room schoolhouse for two kids. Um, you know, uh, I I just got in from the park. I made them lunch. Got uh, them oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My whole day is is uh, basically is is 180 pivots back to back to back. So I completely understand where you're coming from. It's like whiplash. Yeah. H- have you been doing th- th- through all this uh, through all this you know kind of surreal landscape that we've all been you know occupying here collectively how have you guys been doing with the quarantine and everything i think we're doing okay (laughs) i mean just trying to stay you know yeah trying to stay um you know positive and sane and happy and kind of um because you know yeah it's just so like you say surreal and and uh and affecting us all in different ways you know some 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 people some some people I know have succumbed to depression, you know, and like it's pretty pretty crazy circumstances. <laughs> but uh, but yes, we are we are. I'm happy to report we're all healthy and you know staying relatively sane. That's good. That's good. No, I mean I, I think the baseline here for uh, for for sort of quote unquote you know making it uh, right now is 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 just is that. You know, um, <laughs> is that is everyone in the, in the house feeling okay today? Are we all like mentally and physically w- well or well-ish? Uh, or is there food? Uh, great, <laughs> you know, check, check, check. You know, um, it's just so strange, isn't it? Like you're kind of, um, you know, you're kind of evaluating your life, your whole life, and what how you base, you know, all these things that kind of, um, oh, I don't know. You just couldn't, you know, thinking about makes me kind of think about friendships and what friendship is to me and you know if it's important to me and how important you know just the rashness of it i think it's i think it's been a rash uh reaction in my mind but i think that there's been some good that's come out of it you know yeah like people discovering think having to kind of think outside the box having to kind of roll with the punches adapt overcome or not you know and then realizing what is important in life and blah 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 i don't know just yeah it's been thought-provoking just like you know these movies we're talking about i guess you know it's i just would i would prefer it to be in the movies and not in real life though but (laughs) yeah yeah no well i mean everything does feel very like a like a movie well and i mean back to the getting to some of the good out of it i mean i think these protests i don't know that necessarily these protests would be happening had it not been on the heel of everyone being kind of pent up for three months, you know? So, I mean, it's just like, it's so layered and, and complicated and interesting, but, but I mean, yeah, that, I think that is some of the positivity that, that's come out of this too, is just the unrest, um, for, for a, the, uh, kind of enough, like enough. We're kind of, I think we've reached a breaking point, which is great because we've needed to get there. Hopefully it's a breaking point, you know, it's, and I think it's, I mean, it is for sure. It's got, it's probably going to, it's not going to be like, you know, it's not going to happen in one fell swoop or anything, but. It's so overdue. And I feel like, um, I feel like hopefully if, if we are to kind of overhaul a lot of things in terms of our country's policies and thinking and, and, uh, systemic racism and 
uh, capitalism and the way that we view our entire lives <laughs> basically right now is is going to be a marathon, not a sprint. I think I think hopefully we're in for years of, of, of change. I think there's going to be a tremendous amount of growing pains in that. But I mean, in order for us to kind of reset and reconfigure a lot of these deep, deep seated issues, you know, I think it's going to be a long time coming. I think there's so many things have been fucked up for so long that you know, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it now. Yeah. And I think it's really for, um, not necessarily for us in our lifetimes either, you know, it's for our children. And I mean, like I, cause I think my, I think my son will probably grow up. I think I can safely say he'll grow up in a, in a country that's, you know, a little more, um, compassionate and, you know, kind of, uh, intolerant, I guess, or, you know, some words that spring to mind. But, you know, so I, maybe not in my lifetime, but hopefully for my for my son and daughter. I hope so, man. I hope so. I mean, we have this whole election, too, that's like, it's, it's kind of funny that it's even taken a back seat to everything else that's happening because it's such a huge election, too, you know. Um, yeah, I, I hope so. In some ways, it's kind of good. I'm glad because I'm just kind of, just despite, you know, that motherfucker, just because it's, <laughs> you know, it's not his time. It's not his he doesn't get to fucking parade on the um sorry let's talk about movies <laughs> <laughs> well what, what what are your picks i mean i got an email um from somebody about uh, your picks i don't know i don't know if they if they if they've stayed the same or if, or if you've uh, given it uh, if you if you've done an overhaul so 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 let me know what so what what's your double feature recommendation uh today right now <laughs> okay well it's the shining stanley kubrick's the shining and billy bob thornton's uh, Sling Blade. All right, I like it. Two movies that continue have like brought me so much entertainment, and um, each time I watch those movies, and I and I think I've watched them probably in the uh, ten ten to twenty times each, maybe. Um, and yeah, I, I learn something each time, or I, I get something different each time. They're 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 those kind of movies to me, you know. So, in terms of the connectivity between the two, are they are they are they just two films that have just deeply resonated with you over the years, and they're the ones that you go back and you will watch that amount of time? Yeah, geez, I hope that that was a kind of um, I, I thought two of my favorite movies. They necess- they they aren't necessarily. I don't know if they would work as a double feature. I think they're kind of t- both pretty intense and not. I don't think they would work as a double feature. So. Maybe I've totally, totally gotten the wrong. <laughs> no, I, I think that's totally fine. I like this. I like both those films a lot. Um, t- tell me, talk to me about The Shining a little bit. Why, why, why has that been something that you've revisited so many times? I mean, I happen to love that film and and Kubrick in general as, as well. But um, you know, w- what about that story or or his telling of it uh, really, you know, connected with you? Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, when you say his telling of it. Uh, there is, there are, there are, I know there are many schools of thought about this, about The Shining. And, you know, I know, I think, I think Stephen King kind of disowns it. Is that right? He, he, uh, he thinks it's garbage. Um, and I read the book and, um, I loved the book. I enjoyed the book. The movie's kind of a different beast altogether, I think. Um, I mean, it's very, of course, got, you know, it's steeped in Kubrick. Um, deliberately paced, you know, his his brand, his kind of stylized way, um, which I 
I it's so strange because I can't I don't necessarily can't say that I like it. It's but it's it is intriguing the way he sets he kind of makes it's like it's like everyone's acting poorly or something. I always feel like in Kubrick movies, like he's like, no, you did it too well. Like do it now. Give me deliver it with no, you know, don't act it <laughs> or something. I don't know. But yeah. anyhow, but The Shining has just I don't know. It's just been you know one of those movies from the soundtrack. I mean, from the opening scene, it's like a hell. It must be a hel- from shot from a helicopter. You know, zooming over the presumably the Colorado mountains. I don't know. It's just these mountains, and there are these you know this the the soundtrack, the score is like kind of semi-synthesized. You know, it's got these synths, but also kind of orchestrated. And really, I don't know, it's just so powerful. These huge bum, 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 bum. You know, and it's just like, you know you're in for a trip. I don't suppose they uh, told you anything in Denver about the tragedy we had up here during the winter of 1970? Well, a man named Charles Grady is the winter caretaker. And he came up here with his wife and two little girls, I think about eight and ten. From what I've been told, I mean, he seemed like a completely normal individual. But at some point during the winter, he must have suffered some kind of a complete mental breakdown. He ran amok and uh, killed his family with an axe. You did this to me, didn't you? And uh, I just, the characters, man, Jesus Christ, the actors, Shelley Duvall, I mean, I guess apparently she was not, (laughs) I've heard that she was, I don't know what, difficult on the set maybe, or just kind of, I don't know, some, some, she was kind of a source of contention on the set for some reason, but she is just perfect. Whatever she did, whatever she was doing, she's just so frantic and just falling apart. She's phenomenal. No, I think she's fantastic. I mean, I think Nicholson is obviously really great at being unhinged and does that so well. Um, but uh, the opening shot for me too is is the whole is the whole thing. I, I've always just absolutely loved that opening shot. Um, there's a couple of films like that. Um, Aguirre, The Wrath of God, this Herzog film has an opening shot that's always just really blown me away. The Shining is another one that it just it just is it's it's visually stunning, but it's also it's also just has it's just steeped with, you know, um, dread. <laughs> you know, dread. You sort yes. Of know where this car is heading and how this is going to play out. <laughs> like this movie is not going to be pleasant. <laughs> you know what I mean? This movie is going to make you uncomfortable. All, you know. And then there's the kid. Like there's the kid. I think it sounds to me like a, the kid screaming, Danny. You know, his his voice. It, it with along with that soundtrack, they have like the have this scream um going it's just it's just nuts man it's just that opening scene it's like saving private ryan might might as well just be like the same you know first 10 minutes of saving private ryan was the same for me like i don't know if i can watch this movie (laughs) you know yeah that's another one you're right and the shining came out i i just looked it up to in 80 oh wait i think i have that right 1980 and let me no, that can't be right. That's sleep. Wait a second here. Yes, nineteen eighty. So that makes me ten, nine, or ten years old. So, and I, I don't, I didn't see it in the. I don't think I saw it in the theater. Although my dad, my mom, and dad were really like 
I wouldn't put it past them because um, they were kind of they were young they were young <laughs> young parents and they and they had like you know they were going to shows still and doing all kinds of cool stuff actually but I think I um, maybe probably watched it on VHS when I finally saw it but um, or on the on the TV I, I don't know anyhow I mean I forget where I was even. Headed with that. 1980. Oh, nine or ten year old kid. Like, just seeing that. Imagine that. Jesus. Yeah, that's heavy. That's heavy. That probably puts you about the same age as Danny, actually. He's got to be, it's probably what he is, right? Ten years old. Come to think of it, I think you're right. And I probably, so I probably related a lot to him. So that movie, yeah, it has just, I mean, really kind of, you know, now that I'm thinking about movies more, Alien is another one that had a huge impact on me as a child. Like, as a, a young, as a kid, you know, these are movies, like The Shining, I feel like did, and kind of tra- almost traumatizing a little bit. Um, but, you know, not nothing, nothing, I, I shouldn't say tra- traumatizing, but, you know, definitely ha- has haunted me, you know. Yeah, it's a film that does that. Yeah, I remember Aliens, the second one was the first R-rated movie my parents let me watch. I will always remember that because I was so... So excited <laughs> because they were really, they were sort of the other end of the spectrum with movies with me. They were very protective. And so like they finally let me watch that one. I remember just mine was blown. I was just so happy and thrilled like watching the carnage of, of aliens. <laughs> the R-rated, yeah. The R-rated carnage is the, the one with the, you know, when the monster bursts out of the guy's chest. That was a. Yeah, that's the first one. I think that traumatized a lot of moviegoers. What's the I remember um, my shrink actually from a while back. One of my one of my shrinks said to me, told me that that movie was listed in psychology books or you know cited in 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 books as you know kind of a a phenomenon like a societal phenomenon like it really affected people significantly like it hit something it pressed a button in people you know interesting interesting alien and the shining would have been a good double feature maybe we can change it can i just change it mid can i call an audible mid podcast you can call an audible mid podcast you can go up to the you can read the line and and let because <laughs> i got shit to say about alien or aliens i don't know i don't even know the title <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. This is this, I'm this we're setting a precedent on the show. I like it. Sigourney like Weaver in her underpants? Forget about it. Like I'm it's done. It's over. The movie's like it's I'm it's sold for me. I'm I'm like I'm, I love that scene. Are you kidding me? No, I I, I that that that's burned into my like yeah, preteen <laughs> your young brain, yeah. Slipping into that astronaut suit. Oh man. It's like and you're feeling you're not sure how to feel like you're feeling like kind of aroused but yet you're also 
like sick to your stomach from this alien <laughs> shit going on? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I I mean, I remember I remember that all of that very well cuz I think I watched the first one then on the heels of that. So I think I those those two in particular, some of the things blur. It's really interesting what you said though about the uh the thing popping out of the chest cuz it wasn't that a result of the of some sort of things um, attaching itself to his face, and then it lays the eggs inside, right? Yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure the same was with, with Jaws. Um, is probably the same way, right? Is it in terms of a collective? Yeah, it made everyone afraid of the water. I mean, like, yeah, forever. Literally, yes, forever. Like, including me, man. Fuck, I can't. I can't go swimming like at night or in dark water. Oh, Jesus. I was just at the beach the other day and was telling a friend there, um, I am still trepidatious of swimming in swimming pools at night because of fear of sharks. Um, and, <laughs> right. obviously I, and obviously I'm aware there are no sharks in a swimming pool, but nevertheless. Yeah, totally. Me too. I think in a lake, in, in lakes, like swimming in lakes, what the, what the hell can get you in a lake? Nothing, you know, but yet I'm like, I'm not going in there. There's fucking sharks in there <laughs> in the Detroit River. But yeah, I think Alien and The Shining would actually be a great double feature. Although it would, you'd be like rendered, you'd just be, I don't know, a shell of a person coming out of that one. Well, that sounds like a good like fall, fall night kind of uh, double feature to me, you know, like that's a good October uh, pairing, I think, you know. Right. Like a, like a horror, just a horror, horror night kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I'd be into that. I don't put those in horror or... I mean, I, The Shining, I don't consider to be a horror movie or a horror flick, you know? I think it's like... I mean, of course, it's horror. It's horrifying. But, God, it's just so much more than that. It's so much more than... You know, it's kind of genre transcending, I think. So does the so does Alien, man. I mean, I mean, really, it like... Those... Those... For the acting, the caliber of acting in Alien, I mean, like, so you forget, you forget at all that you're watching a sci-fi movie, you know, an alien, a space, or an alien movie, you know, you're just like, you're genuinely, you're just in this. Both of those, to me, too, like, there's something about being stranded or trapped that both of those movies encapsulate. You know, one is it one is you're you're snowed in in a remote hotel. There's nowhere to go and you're there with a madman. The other one is you're in space, you can't get back and you're being hunted by, you know, these alien predators that are at, you know, there's something about like that nowhere to go that really I think is terrifying to people in general and like, you know, it kind of like brings about claustrophobia and just powerlessness and all kinds of stuff that just that I think wash over you as, as you're watching these. Right, insecurity. Like no, like ho- trying to get home, trying to... I, yes. Yeah, that, and that's... Yes. And those are the kind of things, like I'm, I, there's a word for those things, um, but the, those are the kind of things I think that are rampant in these movies, like real real life stuff that you don't really necessarily even notice or you don't, you're not conscious of. Like you're not conscious... When you're watching The Shining... You're not consciously aware of it, but you are kind of getting claustrophobic, man. All the scenes are kind of, you know, I mean, there's just this hotel. You don't really get, there's no like, you know, there's there's nothing else. <laughs> and an alien, you know, it's not it's not like talked about or anything, but the whole thing is in space and they're trying to get home. Like they can't go home. And, you know, uh, it's just, yeah, yeah, you're totally right. You're dead on, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, I, for me, that's that's you know whether whether or not you that registers with you subconsciously or consciously when you're watching those the, that that innate like yeah home is a really good a really good point um, you know like not being able to be there or get there or be in in, in safety you know is always safety in the yeah. back of our it's, minds. It's that's interesting. Yeah. God. Yeah, I mean, and for maybe for those of us, you know, some people maybe don't respond. Um, maybe maybe some people have a sense of, you know, a, a deep sense of security, so they don't, maybe it doesn't bother them so much. Maybe it's, you know, it's also to do with the viewer, you know, like me. I'm I'm totally insecure person, so it makes perfect sense that I would be terrified of those movies <laughs> or that they would affect me, like, really profoundly, you know. Well, I think also the ima- the the how imaginative uh, a viewer is plays a lot into that. I mean, how easily you can project yourself into other situations. Well, these two in particular would probably be more terrifying in the quarantine age too, as we are all sort of like kind of trapped a little bit. Yeah. Too. So this is <laughs> Ooh, gosh, yeah. another layer of uh, of uh, of madness that we're sprinkling on th- this pairing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Gosh, I picked some. Pick some winners, didn't I? Cool, man. Well, I like this. I like the Audible. I like the. Uh, I, I like where we arrived. Yes, I'm glad and <laughs> good. Good journey. I know it was kind of it was and it was worth the journey. I think because I like I can stand behind this. I can stand behind this now. This is my double feature: is Aliens and The Shining. I love it. Is it Aliens or Alien? Uh, you were referencing Alien, the original, I believe. So we'll go with that because that has the that has the. Uh, I think all the all the scenes that you were referencing. So we're going to go with Alien. Okay, sweet. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, thanks again for your time. I really appreciate it. It was nice chatting with you, man. Um, best of luck during all thanks, this Sarah. stuff. Yeah. And uh, you and your family stay well. And um, yeah, I, uh, I will talk to you on the other side of this, man. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate you having me. You got it, man. Take care. Have a great day. Okay, see ya. So that's the program. Once again, thanks to Brendan for being on today. Again, his picks were Alien from 1979 and The Shining from one year later, 1980. Head on over to brendanbenson.com and check out the latest tunes, news, and links to his social media. Make sure you follow us as well at Contiki Podcast on Instagram and backslash Contiki Podcast on Facebook and rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. I'll be returning next week with yet another exciting guest and an all-new double feature film recommendation and conversation, so make sure you check that out. Until then, hang in there. Keep your distance out there, and please wear your masks. Let's take care of one another and also avoid looking like assholes to the rest of the civilized world. All right, we'll see you guys. Network.